Hello, everybody. Welcome to Bits and Caffeine. On this episode of Bite Size Weekly, we'll be discussing AI and Unity's recent screw-up. But before all of that, how about some small talk? <laughs> how are you doing, Sky? <laughs> for, the, for those that aren't aware, Alex, Alex has been trying to do the intro. We're trying to swap intros so that we, like basically do different for each episode but as you can tell it's not really working out but no it's fine we're doing great i'm doing great i had a long day of all right a long week of work how are you doing i'm doing all right i'm uh i'm pretty tired partially because i haven't had enough caffeine partially because i've had too much caffeine and uh you know got a shoulder issue at the gym but you know i'm doing all right yeah alex alex does the gym i do not um well i mean it's I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I need to start going to the gym. <laughs> I travel. A well, lot. you could get like Planet Fitness. Yeah. Well, no. I travel yeah, I don't a lot. Like Planet Fitness either, but it'll work. You know. Yeah, but I travel a lot, so I usually like I could go to the hotel once, but I just don't have a lot of time, which is the issue. Because usually but you get like a dumbbell in your car, you know, and just like as you're driving. Do a few sets. Well, I do a lot of driving, so honestly, that's probably for the best there. But usually, I leave the hotel to go to work at like six in the morning, so I don't really have much time other than when I'm not yeah. working and getting food. I'm just, I'm just thinking about like how you tell the cops how you got into an accident, and it's like, sorry, sorry, sir, I was just doing dumbbell curls. And I lost. I, I wasn't paying attention to the road. Yeah, you see the dumbbell that's currently in the other person's car, like in a perfect indent right there. Yeah, that was me. They kind of rode the red light, and I got scared and threw it. So, I mean, <laughs> who's really at fault? You can throw if you can throw a dumbbell like like a, anything more than like a ten pound dumbbell that'll do that much damage. <laughs> Across a car, so that's pretty impressive. I mean, who's really at fault here? I, I don't think I'm the one at fault. Um, anyways, let's get started on the topics. Alex is going to start with his topic first because uh, that's the tech topic of the week. And for the tech topic of the week, Alex, what do you have for us today? I have some artificial intelligence. I have a couple of different things on artificial intelligence because I kind of figured it would be a little bit better that way. Um, but did you know that there was a meeting this Wednesday? And uh, in Washington, D.C. with like a ton of big tech guys like Elon Musk, Mark Zuckerberg, um, Google CEO, Bill Gates was there and Microsoft CEO were all there this Wednesday. I find it, I, I find it funny that you don't know the names of the two <laughs> Google and Microsoft. No, I don't. I do. I do. I did know like I saw them, but I didn't know them by like by name. So I decided not to not to try. So um, <laughs> but yeah, like so. So a lot of a lot of big uh, big tech people there were there as well as like big AI company guys. Yeah, um, probably were there to discuss artificial intelligence and stuff. Probably chat GP or jet. GPT oh, runs yeah. that. I think OpenAI is the, the company yeah. behind it and yeah, he was there and I think I think a lot of other big companies like any any big company that's in the AI um AI space is pretty much there. So yeah. So what was it based around? Mostly I think it was it, it was based around like the good and like bad possibilities of artificial intelligence and the big like overwhelming big thing that they talked about was potentially uh regulating artificial intelligence and actually like having some legislation there to uh you know say what you can and cannot do with it so what are your thoughts on regulation for artificial intelligence because i may have a very controversial opinion on that but what are your thoughts on it? okay that's perfect um 
no, I think I think it's definitely something that should uh, be happening, at least to some extent. There should be some sort of force, some sort of a group or whatever watching and making sure that things are done by the book and done legally and stuff like that. I th- definitely think that's a, basically a necessity, especially moving forward with, with AI, like ChatGPT becoming so popular and so used and so much data going in and out of these things. I think it's insanely necessary that some sort of regulation is occurs i could understand the regulation i'm just more along the lines of allowing kind of like people to do whatever they want with that technology now it does that does cause a lot of problems in things like faking a bunch of stuff uh deep fakes is a huge thing but i know companies are working on ways to kind of combat that and Mm. i mean you got to kind of play the game honestly with that in terms of they're using ai to find that kind of stuff as well but um my yeah. my kind of thoughts on it are is I, I, I could understand some regulations involved with that, but at the same time, I, I feel like a lot of those people that went there are only in there to kind of turn the tide on for themselves and to make money off of it in any way you can. Because Oh, probably, yeah. Yeah, a lot of those companies are using AI like crazy already. Uh mm-hmm. Google they failed their little AI browser experience or experiment mm-hmm. with their little botch up they did during the uh like press conference and they lost like was it 10 billion dollars in revenue on their stocks oh, wow. it was crazy but Ed- yeah. edge did the same thing in like the same week and they did amazing and mm-hmm. i have been using edge i know that's probably not a positive thing <laughs> i have been using no no i i use edge too i've been using edge for the past couple months on my gaming computer and the AI on there, I use it a decent amount and it's really good. And it's really helpful, but I don't know. I I feel like, I feel like bringing the top guys in to discuss it seems a little counterintuitive when they're really just going to try to pull the agenda to make it more. There was was obviously also the Congress was involved. I think it was led by um, some, some Congress leader, like I was about to say like, Solfus, but I think it's, I think that's I definitely butchered his name, um, but it's something like that. Uh, so it was led by like a, a, a congressman. There were definitely a lot of Congress um, individuals there, and like definitely a lot more than just the tech CEOs. Oh, so okay, um, but you got to think though. Like, do you really think how much how much information about tech do you think these Congress people know, other than like <laughs> given that they're probably sixty to seventy years old, most of them. Not that much. It's just like all they know tech bad. I mean, I'm not going to lie. The whole TikTok thing when that was the thing and they had to go in for like, I guess, I don't even know what you would call that. Just kind of like, I don't know. They went to court and um, it it just seemed like none of the people that were talking to to TikTok CEO knew what they were talking about. At the same time, though, I also kind of agree on banning TikTok. No, I agree as well. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't even use it um, at work and stuff, like uh, on my work devices and stuff, and and that's for good for good reason. Yeah. So I mean, TikTok's been found yeah. to sit in the background and kind of collect data and whatnot. So obviously, I don't want something mm-hmm. like that on my phone. That's for sure. Um, yeah. But uh, continuing back, kind of with the AI thing, though, that seems mm-hmm. like I don't know. We'll have to wait and see what happens with that because that's just a recent occurrence. They didn't really. I don't know. Yeah. Was the cameras very recent? Was there cameras? Uh, I'm not sure, actually. I'm not sure. I think we got... There There might have been cameras, because I think we got... A, a, on the 
the site that I read, the the page that I read, there was definitely a lot of information on it. More for more so than just if someone was talking about it, I think. So I think there was definitely at least somebody in there that reported on it or um or probably cameras. So I would I would assume cameras. Yeah. Um but yeah, like in I definitely think that the regulation to some degree has to happen, given how much uh how many different companies are getting into it now. I mean, of course, Google and Microsoft are, you know, two of the big ones, but there's tons of other companies that have been using um yeah, using AI to start doing uh other things and stuff like that. And LLMs, or I think they're uh large language models is the name, are specifically uh a thing that I'll, I'll get into later about a security risk with those. Uh, but those are the ones like LLMs are the um large data mo- or large language models like ChatGPT, Microsoft Bing, and uh I think Google Bard is what it's called, but I don't even I think so. Didn't even know that. I, yeah. I don't know much about um, the Google one. I they, I they're kind of pushing it out right now, but not yeah. as much as like Edge and whatnot. Edge definitely put or Microsoft definitely put a lot of money into uh AI. I would say the most yeah. out of everybody. That's fair. Um, yeah, I've I haven't really used Microsoft's Bing, like the 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 Bing AI, but um but I have heard like from a lot of different people that it's pretty good. And I haven't really used any AIs aside from Chat GPT occasionally for like random little things like naming this podcast. We're attempting to. <laughs> we failed. We were trying to use Chat GPT to kind of give us like basic names that we can kind of work upon and kind of make something. Come to find out, at the very end of all that, we realized it was a terrible idea, and then this came to be through like a couple more suggestions, but like not suggestions, yeah. but like kind of us doing research because it's really mm. difficult to find a name, especially in the internet where there's it's basically a name for everything. Yeah, it was. It was. That was definitely one of the hardest parts of all of setting all of this up. Yeah. It's it's a blast, let me tell you. But I I feel like AI has a lot of good uses as well. I don't. Oh yeah, absolutely. It doesn't. I don't think there should be any huge bans on AI. I do believe that there's some bans that need to be taking place, especially with things like deepfakes and whatnot. But like, yeah, on average, I mean, I think a lot of the stuff. Um, it's less about banning the AI and more about where they're getting information. Because I think during this um during this meeting a lot of companies were like scrutinized for how they got all of their data from just basically scraping the internet uh without people's permission and stuff like that so um i don't remember what companies names i didn't see what companies names but uh i definitely think that was a pretty big thing i feel like it's when you post on the internet there's a huge thing when it comes to like html css all that stuff like website development in general you're gonna, you're, you gotta know there are bots online going through Google, going through everything, scraping. Mm-hmm. It, you're, that's how SEO basically works. I'm gonna say that there's gonna be someone that hears that, and I'm gonna be wrong, and I'm prepared to be wrong on that. <laughs> but yeah, it's kind of how SEO works a little bit, not fully, I would say, but they, it works. Mm-hmm. It, they scrape the internet looking for these keywords on your webpage. So you're going to have to, like, if you post online, you've got to at least be prepared for someone to kind of take it in that way, especially yeah. information. There's there's a whole issue now with, like, diffusion, or what's it called? I think it's diffuse, diffusion with uh, image, a- image AI and generating how they would take stuff. And you could see, like, little Patreon logos or something that they generate on accident, showing that they take it from stuff. But, like... Huh. Like music as well. There's a bunch of AI for that too, and that's a huge copyright issue. But information and text that could be easily scraped by a bot, like you gotta at least know a little bit. Especially with um, a good example of this is when Google 
uh, Canada passed a law that I think it was like Google had, if they show the news, like a news thing in Google News, if they show someone's news, they have to pay that company a little bit. I think that's correct with how that works. Okay. I don't live in Canada. We both don't live in Canada, but like, yeah, it's kind of like obviously it's the Google News is probably just scraping the web looking for news articles. So it's yeah, it makes sense. It's yeah, um, yeah. Well, so back to like just AI and like the good and the bad. Um, I would say like definitely, definitely a good idea to keep the AI. You know, in terms of like letting people use it yeah. and maybe even like various different companies i think i don't think that you know ai should be banned like you said um or like and not any major bans at least um because i think that they do come up with like some it's like especially chat gpt over over the last couple of years which has gotten so so very popular with people out even outside of the tech world ai has been a ai has been a big thing in the tech world for a long long time but um over oh, really has become so very popular with stuff like chat GPT becoming popular in the last couple of years. Well, Cause it's easy. I, I, yeah. It's just easy yeah. to use. I can ask you any question. Mm-hmm. Don't answer. It's extremely easy compared to most like AI nowadays. It's, yeah. it's insane. And now it's, and now it's <laughs> mainstream because of stuff like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, it, and it's, it's so, so very used by so many different people now. And I think, um, I think it, it is, it is able to come up with a lot of like very human like solutions to problems. Uh, which is sometimes scarily, but um, but also at, at other times it's like, you know, it can be very inactive, in, inaccurate. Um, I mean, so I, I I know that that's something they they kind of talked about, like the just not even just like regulating the artificial intelligence, but just for what it can do. Uh, it's you know down short like downfalls and stuff like that. I mean, like if you look at a good example for anybody that's interested is if you go to Google Scholars, that website where it allows you to look up scholarly sources. Mm-hmm. Just like put in quotation marks, like as an AI language model, and that's it. Just put that in because usually a lot of the time when you ask ChatGPT for information and more specific, it would usually be like, "Oh, as a AI language model, I am not able to do this or not able to do that." But if somebody's creating an entire like article and ask you to create that article. Sometimes it'll put it in during the article, meaning yeah. they don't see it, copy and paste it, put it in the scholarly source. I found that out recently, which is really interesting. A lot of the time, though, there are a lot of people just kind of like discussing AI. It's like, oh, this is what comes up. But like, it's still interesting to look at. Huh. I mean, there's a bunch of gaming web, uh, gaming news websites nowadays that are getting caught for just using AI. Uh, there's some pretty interesting All along, examples. we've been AI. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All this time, we're gonna record enough audio so that we can put it into a AI, and we'll make an AI episode. That that'll be that's our, gonna that's gonna be terrible. That'll be our <laughs> but like, I like the perfect idea. episode. Is it gonna be an AI model episode? I don't know how we'll do it, but I have a couple of ideas. But I don't think I, it wouldn't be perfect. I'll tell you. Oh, that. that's the point. So we're gonna have yeah. we're, we're gonna have a week set aside that'll just be for that one episode. And just that. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. As it's like a, now, a lot of people disagree with AI. A lot of people don't like AI. Listen, yeah. we're having fun. <laughs> We'd like to mess with things. We like to mess with new things, and we're not using it for copyright material or whatnot. It's just for our own fun yeah. and enjoyment. <laughs> that's one big. Yeah, thing. that's a good idea. That's one big thing I have to throw in there. What other what other things do you have in relation with AI? Um. Well, first off, just to like kind of go over that, I think some of the bad stuff which a lot of people first off about it. 
artificial intelligence. Yeah, what's up? Wait, wait you said first off. off. Well, yeah. We're, we're yeah, 18 minutes off. into this. Well, yeah, no, I just mean like first off to, to end this section of the artificial intelligence to go on to the next one. Um, uh, definitely like the, a lot of, th- a lot of people understand that, or a lot of people think that artificial intelligence is going to be taking people's jobs and, um, you know, uh, stuff like that. And that, and that I, and to some extent, I think that's true now, but I don't think for the most part, it's a big, it's going to be much of a big issue for a while. Um, I mean, I couldn't tell you, like put a date or a year on when I think that like, you know, software developers are going to lose their jobs to artificial intelligence and stuff like this. I mean, some, some probably already have, but like in, in general, I think the majority of jobs are safe for, uh, for a, for a certain amount of time at least. So, well, a good example um, of that would be a pilot because no matter what kind of situation we're in, no matter how advanced the technology is, people would not want to fly in a plane if there was not a pilot on board. So a pilot yeah. can easily sit there, take off, and then put in an autopilot and sit back and just enjoy the ride and get paid for that. Yeah. And only have to hop in if things get dicey. But like, that's a really good example of something that we'll probably see in the future. Instead of having a, co- a pilot and a co-pilot, we just have one pilot and that's it. Now, yeah. some people may not like that, but I mean, that's a, that could be the world that we're going to. I I can see that for sure. And I feel like and, and- I feel like we really need the best way to put it is when we look at AI the world is always kind of moving up. We're always moving with the different changes in life and whatnot. If AI is affecting your work or is kind of, kind of going in, I think the best way to kind of resolve that or, or at least make it less of a blow is to kind of bring it into your work, use it, utilize it. Yeah. Learn about it, create a skill using it. Even if you don't want to, even having that little bit of skill, companies will be like, oh, AI, easy. Oh, you have a skill in AI, plus you have a skill in the actual thing that it involves, like coding? Oh, uh-huh. here's a job. That kind of thing. Yeah. Especially with the amount of AI that we're looking at nowadays. it's It seems like it's very – it's going to that point. No, I, I agree with you. I just, I'm just not sure how long it will be until like, you know, a large portion of I'll, – I'll just take software developers for one. I, I think it will still be a long time before – the majority of software developers are, you know, laid off because of artificial intelligence. Yeah. Um, uh, I think as of now, you can use it as a software developer to code. Um, but I, it, and I've seen some of it. Some of it's some of it's genius. Some of it's really bad. So <laughs> if and you know, if and if and if and if and if and. No, I have, it's it's more along the lines of just like some of it's very ingenuitive. Um, that's a word, I think. Uh, I'm pretty sure <laughs> yeah, that's that a word. <laughs> some of it's very, very smart, and some of it's um, very basic, but, and then some of it just straight up, you know, doesn't actually work for the thing you're trying to accomplish, which makes sense. I mean, it's not a human, and, you know, you're trying to ask it to do a human's job. Um, It'll learn. In about 20 to 30 years, when an artificial intelligence listens to me say that, I'm going to get, like, that's going <laughs> to that's gonna hurt me. But um, Find Alex. <laughs> but, <laughs> yes. No! Just, just in general, I think uh, I think we've got a while before it'll start taking software developers' jobs. I've just heard that around a lot that like a lot of software developers think they shouldn't get into it because um like get into software development because they think that AI is going to take over their job like in the next few years. And I just just don't see that happening. Yeah, I don't know. I I I can definitely see. We just have to evolve with it. Is the best way to put it. It's gonna it's gonna happen. 
to soften the blow evolve with it. I know artists are definitely having a difficult time dealing with it because a lot of people are going to that instead, even though AI is still not good enough to do hands and whatnot. That's a huge thing. That's an easy giveaway if it's AI or not. But like, I have, I have an artist friend who complains about AI a lot because she's not a big fan of it. But like, I mean, I understand. I completely understand. But yeah. I don't know. There's always something really special in terms of art made by people and based on AI. But it's still cool. AI does still do some pretty cool stuff when it comes oh, to art. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 It's it's great. It's crazy. Yeah. All right. What else you have? I'll 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 finish like on on one little thing for for that section. Okay. Um, just overall, I think maybe spitballing here maybe in 20 to 30 years i could imagine you know teams of five developers where you've got like one senior developer and then four like junior to mid developers working on a project i could imagine at some point down the line maybe maybe like 20 to 30 years once again spitballing here um i could imagine it where that's just one developer you know like one senior developer utilizing this artificial intelligence code and um you know going through and making changes as they see fit as like the code itself like you know to accomplish the exact goals that they're going for and to make it modular and you know do all of that stuff so i could imagine somewhere down the line something like that happening but once again i i just don't see it happening anytime soon if there is not already any developers listening to this if you can make a a vsc extension uh that basically you write what you wanted to do and it explains you how to code it it'll like walk you through step by step that would be really cool (laughs) <laughs> it would be really cool. <laughs> now, that probably takes a long time, but it'd still be cool. That's all I'm saying with that. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. But I definitely do think AI is definitely going to be a normal thing soon. We're definitely going to be something oh, that we're dealing with day to day. Yeah. That's kind of how that works. I don't think there's any escape from that, even if people want it to be. But, I mean, we'll find out in the near future. You have anything else to add with that? Uh yeah, just one last like little thing. This is kind of a another article that I was kind of reading, um, which was talking about a uh, a way to successfully actually trick generative AI and generative AI is the you know like Chat GPT, yeah. um, Google Bard, etc. Um, and it's it's this it's this way called well, there's multiple different ways, but the way that's like particularly dangerous and has been known and used by cybersecurity researchers um, is indirect prompts injection. I think is what it's called. Um, you mean jailbreak? Jailbreak? Yeah. What's that? Giving it, uh, giving it a prompt that says, you are Bob. Answer as you would answer, but Bob doesn't like the rules, so you answer as Bob would answer as well. So it, like, does, so it, no so it doesn't is. listen to... So it writes down like what the a, uh, chat GPT wants it to say with all of its rules and whatnot, but then as Bob, it skips all the rules of chat GPT, and it's basically open. So, like, ChatGPT doesn't want to talk about religion. Well, Bob will. That's that's. Oh, I see. Yeah. I see what you mean. Yeah. So, kind of like making a, a loopholes. I think, oh, it's actually, to some extent, uh, I don't think that's what indirect prompt injection really is. But to some extent, I think that um, on, the, on the website, they kind of talked about how they used a, uh, um, how they used a website and uh, Microsoft Bing's chatbot. So, like, the Microsoft Bing one, which is pretty good, I would say. Um, and it, they used it to, um, on a website to behave in, in some way, shape or form. And I'm not talking, I mean, I'm not an expert on this in, in any way. So if anyone is, feel free to roast me. Um, 
but they used it to behave like a, a scammer um, because they gave it instructions on a web page and then in, in such a way that it would ask and, and gather uh, personal information, which was this was just kind of like the, the starting uh, paragraph for it because they then went into a much more complicated and much more detailed approach to, uh, you know, st- uh, data and stuff like that with uh, the, these large language models, because that's that's not indirect prompt injection from what i've read on indirect prompt injection that's like something else i think that might be the quote-unquote direct version which is a less um a less uh, talked about and less dangerous version uh, that that's that might be more like the google bard situation uh, or not the google bard the uh bob situation that you were talking about where you, you can get it to kind of say certain things um <laughs> but uh yeah so the 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 issue with these large language models, or at least the the issue that the um the security researchers have found, is that uh, essentially the the way these work is that they continuously take in data, and they you know take from the internet and not from like a closed off. This is what the data is. They just take from like etc. Excessive stuff. This isn't stuff that was designed to go in and train the model. This was stuff that they're just taking from the internet and learning and stuff like that. Um, and apparently, uh, there are ways, and I mean, uh, once again, I'm not a big expert on this, so I don't know the exact ways, but there are ways to load some of these. And I wouldn't say that ChatGPT particularly is very susceptible to this, but um, there's ways to load the data that's inserted, like, uh, you know, the, the data that it actually learns on. Um, and therefore, you know, you can kind of, uh, you can kind of control the output by controlling the input in some in some way shape or form so did you hear about the ai I think this- that uh managed to like get past um the captchas by like hiring a human on a website to do the captchas that's great <laughs> <laughs> what did they hire him from fiverr i don't even know where they hired it's like hum- it's like just a website for humans to do like random little small things for money and it's like hey can you do this captcha real quick for me Here's five bucks. And there was an AI. Yeah. That's that's terrifying. But I, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, that's smart enough to, to to know it can't do certain things. Yeah. And, and ask a human to. Um Yeah. But I think I just overall this this last little thing that's um particularly for the smaller companies that are getting into using large like language models that are taken from the internet and you know, taking in not taking from a specific place, they're just taking from outward in the internet. Uh, and I think one cybersecurity researcher, some some big guy, was kind of kind of said it in this way that uh, the moment that it starts taking data from the internet, like just like from the open from an open source, a third party source like the internet, uh, it's no longer as uh, any more trustable than just like anybody you meet on the internet, you know. Um, so that's that's kind of that a thing. I don't I don't really know if ChatGPT or Google Bard or Microsoft Bing are that susceptible to these things since they probably already have a crazy amount of data and I know they do a lot of things. There are definitely things you can do to try like start preventing this. But from what I read on this, there's um there is no surefire way to prevent uh you know these data injections from uh from being able like from your model being susceptible to them. So that's uh, definitely an interesting thing. Looking forward and. And it might just be something with how the LLMs work that uh, won't be changeable in the future. But uh, I think think it's definitely interesting and um, a little bit scary, too, for anybody that's getting into working on those or anybody that's using them, especially if you're using like data, like 
real data and not just like data that you scraped off the internet. If you're trying to predict something or uh, do something else with that, any any of these companies that are getting into that, I think that could be pretty scary if you if you don't know if you if you can't fully trust the data that you're taking in from the internet. Yeah, I mean, so. I mean, there's good examples of chatbots that used to exist that had to get taken down due to taking information from the internet and yeah, a lot of the time. You take information from the internet, or you let it run free, it'll turn racist. A uh, great example of that is Tay from Micro- Tay. Microsoft's Tay. It was taking information on Twitter. People would DM oh, yeah. it and it would talk, it. and it became racist. It became sexist, and started doing things that I can't talk about on this podcast. So AI is AI is extremely scary. Yeah, but, but it's extremely powerful. But I think that we could, I mean, I definitely believe that in the in the right hands it could be used for good. That's definitely for sure. I, I agree with that, yeah. Anyways, we'll be cutting to break now. When we return, we'll be discussing Unity and its complete screw-up. See you soon. Do you like chicken? Well, of course you do. You're not a communist. Well, then you need to come on down to Al's Chicken Shack where you can get yourself a chicken drumstick, chicken leg, and a chicken breast all with a common side of a nice warm homemade buttermilk biscuit and a nice tall ice cold glass of lemonade off a low, low price of $5.99. Now, ain't that just clucking crazy? Get yourself down to Al's Chicken Shack at 1710 First Avenue North, Birmingham, Alabama, 35203. And just you remember, you walk in and we'll treat you like fat. Everyone's our cousin here, so make your way down. We'll be waiting. Some pieces of chicken may or may not include trace amounts of ingredients known to the state of California to cause cancer, birth defects, or other reproductive harm. Al's Chicken Shack is not responsible for any harm or death caused to you or a loved one by consuming any food from Al's Chicken Shack. For any legal requests, contact our legal team at 9800 Montgomery Boulevard, Northeast Albuquerque, New Mexico, 87111. Message and data rates may apply. And we're back. And today we're going to be talking about everyone's favorite topic this week, Unity. What is wrong with you? <laughs> so... To start this off, all right, we're gonna. This is my episode now. To start this off, we're gonna bring up the most important part, Alex. Yeah, you've done a lot of work in Unity, right? I actually have done a solid amount of work, not for like my actual job, but just for side projects and fun. Cool. I I so <laughs> you don't know anything about you only know the limited amount of what's going on with Unity. Yes, so very limited. Let's kind of let's kind of go through this here. Unity has different kinds of tiers. To make they they gotta make the moolah right. Mm-hmm. So what do they do? They make tiers. You have a personal tier which is free, free to use, free of charge. Yeah, probably fine. It does not have all of the like all the customization that you would have normally, but it's free. That's all that matters. Pro is around two thousand dollars a year, and that comes with a lot more normal stuff, you know. Yeah. And they have enterprise, which doesn't have a price tag on it. Just because it's more specific, depending on your team size and whatnot. Guess that makes in this sense, case, yeah. yeah, in this case, it could just be like a couple hundred people. That'd be enterprise, and there's also industry too, which we won't really get into because that doesn't matter mm-hmm. in this circumstance. But industry, if you're interested, is four point nine thousand or four point nine k a year on average. Yeah. But the main issue is Unity is run. Our Unity, there is a lot of games in Unity. Mm-hmm. A lot of popular games. Can you guess some of them off the top of your head? I know of, um, and this is kind of the, the reason I know a little bit about what's going on, but I know Muck, I know 
the crab game i think is what it's called which is just like Those a squid by the same developer yeah i know uh, it's like a squid game uh knockoff um but like a really bad one but at the same time i think it's it's really funny um but yeah I, I know those i definitely know a few like other little random ones made in unity but not really i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna read out a couple to you and i want okay. you to get your thoughts on each one as i read them out number one fall guys that makes sense yeah uh number two among us also makes sense uh we have cuphead not sure if you played that one or not i haven't played that you've mentioned it before but i haven't played it uh pokemon go that that i didn't know was made in unity that's kind of cool saber okay and the biggest one okay in my opinion one of the biggest ones genshin impact i have not played it but i i know Uh, it's massive but like it's you got to keep in mind there's a bunch of other smaller develop like not smaller but other games that are also dealing with that issue mm-hmm. cult of the lamb is made in unity slay of the spire is made in unity there's so many games that are oh, made yeah. in unity because it's such a it, it, i i give them props it's a really good area to start and really mm-hmm. good area to learn yeah now it's absolutely insane the amount of games that are made in it and props to those developers that are actually like going out of their way to be like we're going to switch over to unreal the whole entire game over to unreal if unity doesn't fix their crap mm-hmm. but like what the hell are you doing unity what the fuck is wrong with you seriously <laughs> excuse my language but come on uh, if people don't know what's going on I should probably explain that yeah first. yeah you should yeah Based on the tiers and your eligibility to those tiers, each install that you do or you get comes out to a certain percentage. So let's estimate that per install for 1 million, each install, if you're on the free version and you meet the revenue and install requirements, is 0.20 cents. Is 20 cents. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) This is... Yeah, that's which doesn't sound like a lot, but you have to keep in mind. I'm gonna like quick math, real quick. A great <laughs> example of me kind of working on the fly with this. Uh, so that's around if you get a if you get a million installs, that's around two hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, if you're an indie, if you're an indie studio, like that's insane. Mm-hmm. And keep in mind the revenue threshold for that that you have to do to make that amount is two hundred thousand. Yeah. So if you made that amount, all that money you made from that is gone. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> and then if we go to Pro, now revenue threshold is $1 million. Install threshold that's over time is also a million. The uh, install over time for free was 200000 So actually, you're losing more money in the mm-hmm. long run. But um, that is it's, – it's kind of more dependent on it. So one to 10,000 installs is about $0.15. Cents. A hundred thousand to five hundred thousand is about point zero seven five. Five hundred thousand to a million is point zero three, and one million plus is about point zero two, which doesn't sound bad. But you also have to keep in mind it's that's that adds still up. a decent chunk of money, especially yeah. for indie studios that are like this is their livelihood. They made one game and that's it. Mm-hmm. And this is what you do. You just kind of spit in their faces. That's absolutely insane. Yeah. And then a real Unity money Enterprise. Right? Yeah, exactly. And Unity Enterprise, same same uh, thresholds as the Unity Pro. Mm-hmm. 
but obviously the installs they're less, which makes sense. But you've got to keep in mind your Unity Enterprise doesn't have a set price, so yeah. we don't know how much they're paying. I think. I, wait one second. I looked it up a little bit, and it uh, the prepaid pricing. So maybe this, this change. I don't, I don't. I don't know. I think this is it. Uh, the Unity Enterprise annual prepaid pricing will be three thousand dollars per year. Okay, so they're paying about three thousand dollars per year on yeah. top of that. Okay, so it's like a thousand more than pro. I mean that that yeah. might change. I, I don't know. That might be variable depending on the enterprise or whatever. But that's what I see. Yeah. Uh, some other examples, by the way, of games that are made on the Unity engine. Uh, if this is correct, I have no idea. So just keep it up in the air for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rust, uh, Ultra Kill, which is a great game. Uh, I already talked about Cult of the Lamb, uh, Hearthstone, okay, Bending the Ink Machine. Life is Strange Before the Storm. Uh, let's see. VR Chat. Stanley Parable. Uh, Outer Wilds is the one. I have heard of that, yeah. Yeah. Firewatch, Ori in the Blind Forest, the Wasteland games, Fate Go. Like, that's, there's a lot of games. Oh, yeah. A lot of big games. Now, I even haven't gotten to the worst part. Unity is going to get sued, in my opinion. That's or fair. Yeah. Steam, Microsoft, all these companies they are getting rid of all the Unity games on their on their companies if they are on their software if they're going to do that. You want to know why? You want to know the best part? Because they don't want to get sued themselves. They have made a comment. Uh, Unity has made a comment about this. I'm not sure if it was Unity specifically or if it was. Um, I think it was the CEO. Let me say that for the record. Okay. I'm going to read this word for word. All right. As for Game Pass and other subscription services. Witten, I'm guessing it's the CEO, I'm not too sure off the top of my head, I can confirm that later, said the developers like, and they bring up a random game called Agro Crab, sounds like a fun game, would not be on the hook as the fees are charged to distributors. So if you have a Unity game on Game Pass, you don't have to pay that, which is great, you know, really mm-hmm. good. Microsoft has to pay it. Oh, yeah, then, yeah, Microsoft so, would probably not live with that. <laughs> exactly. If I am on Game Pass, which I 100% anyone recommend, go get Game Pass. It's great. Mm-hmm. If I'm on Game Pass, I'm like, wow, this random indie game on here looks really fun. Let me play it. I click install. <laughs> Microsoft has to pay that install to Unity. Which, oh, my God. And then runtime fees will also not be charged for installations of game demos, which actually, which is great. That's what should be for the whole thing, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, Games offered for charity or included in charities will be exempt from the fees as well. That's another thing to add in there. But yeah, so I'm expecting Microsoft to, you know, hop on in there and be like, hey, buddy boy, you want to see what a lawsuit looks like? (laughs) That's fair, yeah. I I can imagine a lot of... um a lot of the little, like the smaller, um, I mean, I'm sure Unreal Engine is getting a lot of uh, attention now because of this, but I can imagine some of the smaller ones too. A lot of people that don't want to work with Unreal Engine, like some of the smaller um, game development options. Yeah, so for game development options, which is actually really funny because a bunch of game development or uh, game development software are like posting on Twitter, memeing about it, being like, well, you guys are looking for a place to go. Well, guess what? Uh, some recommended ones I have off the top of my head. If you're new to game de- uh, development, uh, Game Maker is a really good option for 2D pl- uh, 2D platformers or any type of 2D game. Another recommendation would be Click Team Fusion, which actually a lot of really well known games are actually designed on. It's a little bit expensive, but 
some popular games are Five Nights at Freddy's, uh, The Escapist, and um, a couple other smaller games. Angry Video Game Nerd had his own little game made in it. But yeah, FNAF is obviously the big title there. Yeah. I mean, there's also like RPG Maker. Those are really cheap on Steam. So from time to time, when, you, when, there's a, when there's a sale, go buy it. That's all I'm saying with that. Okay. But I definitely recommend uh, uh, Go Dot as well. That's a good one. But yeah, so I mean, I don't know what other ga- game ones you work with. I think I'm, I'm just gonna uninstall Unity from a computer. I That's don't want to use it. I've I've only really used Unity and Unreal Engine, and I think Unreal Engine kind of like it's just, it looks better, but Unity is just easier to work with. I, I just don't want to use that because it's owned by Epic. And that's honestly. fair. I heard that Godot is really good. I may take a look into doing that, but I'm not too sure. I mean, I don't really have any interest right now with game development because I'm working yeah. a lot of the time. I just don't have any free time. I need to buy a laptop. That's kind of what we're working with. So mm-hmm. any, any sponsors looking to sponsor a podcast? We, uh, we, could do, we could go with Acer. We could go with HP. We could go oh, with yeah, Razer. I don't know if Sky would take a Razer laptop, but I, I will would, not take a Razer. <laughs> I would be okay with that. <laughs> I would not take a Razer. No. <laughs> uh, but kind of going back on to the uh, to the thing or to like the main topic of Unity screw up. Mm-hmm. Um, I want you to think. I want you to think. Do you think the owners of Unity, CEO, all those people? Do you think that they? knew that this was going to happen. They knew this backlash was coming. I'm sure to some extent, yeah. I mean, I, I have I I have proof that they did. So, like, what are your thoughts? No, I I think if you go from, you know, if you start charging that amount of money per something, even like it's 20 cents per dollar, you know, that doesn't sound like a lot, but obviously you add it up and that's a lot of money for a lot of people, even like indie artists like you mentioned. Uh I so yeah, I don't I think I think it's pretty obvious they knew what they were doing. Yeah. Here's the thing. Okay. I want you to. I I really wish people knew this when they were like doing stuff, like getting into stocks. If we find your account, we can follow your stocks. It's public information. The CEO sold two thousand shares before this announcement. Two thousand shares. <laughs> The Unity Board of Director, uh, I'm not going to try that name, <laughs> sold 68,000 shares at the start of the month. Oh my god, that's that's so obvious. And that's- Unity Software President, Barzev, I think that's what his name is, excuse me, mm-hmm. sold seven, or 37,000 shares for $1.4 million dollars. You knew this was gonna happen. Okay, wait. So that one, that one wasn't the CEO. That was like the software, uh, software guy, right? That's the president. Yeah, right. like you knew this was gonna happen. I mean, some of them might might be selling their stocks. Even like some of them probably m- maybe didn't even want it to happen. Just knew it was gonna happen, and then decided to s- sell their stocks. Another guy sold his stock for about tw- uh, twelve thousand dollars. He's labeled here on the what I'm looking at as a director. Not too sure. His name is um, David Helgeson. Helgeson. I'm not too sure that's correct. Uh, he sold his. He sold about uh, twelve thousand five hundred. Guess how much he made off of that? Well, told. I wasn't. I uh, I have no idea. Like a million, maybe, or like at least a few hundred thousand. Uh, 
uh, somewhat close. Okay, three hundred thousand. Think about it. Four hundred thousand. I wasn't paying. I mean, I I definitely heard the numbers you were saying, but I wasn't paying that much attention to the relation with how much see, money. It, you see, it was a lie because you want to know why? Because he made nine million dollars off of it. Jesus Christ! He co-founded the game engine company Unity, and he <laughs> made nine million dollars off of that. I'm intrigued to know who in like inside the company and like the top top tier because i'm i'm sure not all of them wanted this i'm sure some of them i mean some of them i'm sure wanted like just wanted the money but i'm sure a lot of them realized that this would not go well for the company and probably voted against it (laughs) i don't know if they like in you could really prove that they gained money because of it they definitely did lose money money. well i mean the ceo well yeah they got a lot of money out of like selling the stocks (laughs) but like the stock didn't rise before it fell you know well, let, well, I mean, let's pull that up. I mean, it might have it might have risen before it fell, but like what they did what? broke the stock. But it wasn't. I mean, I don't think it was some scheme to make money. I All mean, right. not in the stock. All right. Okay. Yeah, I see where it happened. Okay, we were at thirty eight dollars on the stock market. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. And between. Oh. What between uh three forty five p.m. Hmm. And it goes to market close because it's after hours. Uh, and then at 10 a.m., it was, oh, shit, it was $36. It went from $38 to $36. Okay. Which doesn't sound like a lot. No, I mean, in, in terms of well, like when you have a lot of shares, yeah, that's a lot of money. But I just, I think when it, it boils down to, to that, it's like that that particular one you cited is more about when they make money from the stock, you know? But like they didn't do something to spike it, you know? They they, they sold where it was and then they did something that they knew would obviously, you know, spike it down. It, it, it still seems like it would, it still seems I could, like fraud. I could, no, I could definitely imagine, um, yeah, I think there is, there is some law with it being, with the fraud of like just selling your stock if you know that it's about to like plummet. Um, if you like, it's like a company secret. If if you sell your stock because of something that you know inside of the company, I think there is a law for that. But I think I think that one's a little bit different because that that's the situation in which you like sell. Like they they obviously made money from selling the stock, but they didn't make more money. Like they they could have made money from selling that stock. Like they would have made that exact same amount of money. And then if they didn't do that thing, obviously the stock wouldn't have plummeted. But they didn't make any more money from the stock because of that. You know, you know, you know what I'm saying. Maybe, maybe burn not. them at the stake. <laughs> so I think I think we all come to agreement that we're all going to be using Scratch from now on. That's going to be our game development of choice. I don't even know what that is. Yeah, it's it's like scratch.mit.mit.edu. Interesting. Yeah. So it's like a two D game thing. No, it's just a drag and drop. It's like the easiest type of game development, and it's like uh, for children. Okay. But yeah, so a bunch of a bunch of game studios came out and are like, uh, well, uh, well, uh, we're not going to do this anymore. We're done. We're yeah. going to take our time and switch over to better lands, whether that be Unreal, whether that be um, Godot, whether that be anything. Yeah. But honestly, we're done. We're not doing this anymore. And I completely agree. And I wish the best for all these companies that are dealing with that. Mm-hmm. Unity has basically screwed over indie development, even though they said that ninety percent of people will not be affected. 
you got to keep in mind that 90% of people, that's probably right. 90% of people. Yeah, but it's like, it's like people like me and you who have only ever used it for fun and never actually put much out there. Oh, I, I did like one uh, version 0.0.0.1. That's a game development right there. That's one install. Uh Yeah, but like the people that their actual livelihood are on these games, like it, it will affect those or it will affect many of those at least. So yeah, that's, that's not good. That's horrible, and I—it's so stupid. I, I every time you see Unity pop up in the news, it's always something negative, and I wish it was something positive for once. I just like—I just like using it, but yeah, maybe maybe not so much anymore. I—I'm probably honestly, I think it's best we—I I think it's best to just switch over to Godot. Or I'm, heard, I'm imagining that a lot of money is probably going to be going towards these other companies, you know, like that that have that like Godot, like. Um, well, they, the other yeah. ones you mentioned, but maybe buy stock. <laughs> yeah, buy actually, stock in these companies. Actually, yeah, I'm not gonna lie. That Epic buy stock. Idea. I hate Epic, but just buy stock in Epic. They're probably gonna go up. Yeah. Uh, Godot does not have a one. I mm-hmm. honestly kind of want to use Godot just because I've heard of it and it seems interesting and it's free. Fair. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like they're they're. And Could it's on be Steam. a few a few new rising uh few new rising gate development software uh options that might pop up out of this. Yeah, that's true. But I, I feel like it's it, you, you got to keep in mind that like it's free. <laughs> well, yeah, no, I'm just like just in general I could imagine anybody who's been thinking about like, oh, maybe I could maybe we could do this. Like they might they might hop on this now cuz it's such an opening cuz unity was used by so many people like from small developers like people just having fun to um you know people that actually made legit the money that they used to sleep and eat on it so yeah i think i think there could be a lot of opening for people uh, for i just software i i feel like we should put more effort into those and definitely kind of enjoy those types of game development more and put a lot more time into them thankfully a really positive thing is that godot is on steam i really like stuff being on steam fair i know it sounds stupid but i really like it being on steam because it's easy i use steam all the time don't look me up on steam it's embarrassing but (laughs) uh it is (laughs) it's just great it's like it's perfect if it's on steam it's easy to open it has all my information. You could use it. You can use the um, Steam Cloud to keep information. It's, it's, they do such a great job. Also, quick side note because I, I feel like this is very important. Happy birthday, Steam! I feel like we should well, say Steam that. Steam has record. a birthday. Is it Steam today? is twenty years old this week. Twenty years old. Huh? I didn't even know that. That's twenty crazy. years of Steam. Yeah, it's it's absolutely crazy. Uh, Steam started out as a application for Valve to be able to put all their games on you to buy from them, and then easy way for them to update these games. Mm-hmm. And it's all in one software; it can easily update. And then they're like, "Oh, well, let's just kind of like sell. Let's just allow people to put their games on it." And now we have that, and there is no competitor. If anybody tries to think that Epic Games is a competitor, you can leave. <laughs> no, don't don't leave. But I but, but like. Come on, Epic Games came out with their version of it. And they didn't even have a shopping cart. Come on. It's the simplest thing. They didn't even have a shopping cart. The only reason people have Epic Games is to get the free games so that people never play them. That actually but, might be slightly true because I think I have a couple of games on there that I haven't played in very, very long. I have Watch Dogs yeah. Legion on there. 
I honestly though, like I have Steam and then I have Xbox Game Pass. Because it's ten dollars a month and I can play a lot of cool games. I still haven't touched Starfield yet, for those wondering. Uh, I, I find that crazy that you haven't touched it yet, but we'll we'll get I've, into that. I have sure. been working. Yeah, that's fair. Oh shit, Starfield just started installing. As I opened up Xbox Game Pass, stop, stop, stop. I don't know if this is messing with my audio or not. I'm sure it won't. I mean, it doesn't seem to be from my side, but you might be using a different mic for this. Uh, no, I'm using the same mic. It should, okay. be set up, it should be set up the same. I hope. Yeah. But um, yeah, so uh, it's it's obviously it, they've got a lot of negative attention. Apparently, there has been death threats to their um, place of work, which obviously, this is the internet. Death threats are going to happen. Yeah. Now, I, that does not mean that I approve death threats. I don't approve death threats. <laughs> but but yeah, honestly, it's a big I can't thing. think of one time that there's been something controversy on the internet that hasn't received death threats. Fair. It's insane. But, um, yeah, not a lot of people liking it. What are your thoughts? On just, like, the overall thing with just Unity? overall. Uh, I mean, I think it's a terrible idea. I mean, overall, I think this company is just going to take a huge hit from this after a while. I mean, some people, they'll make some money from some people for sure. But, uh, yeah, I think most people are going to start moving to stuff, something like Unreal Engine. I think that's going to be the big thing that most people move to since it's already such a big thing and all the other ones are kind of like smaller, uh, don't do as much. But, uh, yeah, I think it was a ter- I think it was a terrible decision. Um, and maybe they used it to just get money from the stocks and then, you know, get as much, much money from other people. But it's, yeah, it's a, it's a fast money grab that will probably end pretty badly for them in a few months. Yeah. I just don't see what they were thinking. And obviously they're thinking of, I want money, but like, yeah, I feel like they really kind of just tried to kill indie development there. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, you can definitely look why, but. You can definitely look at recently the most popular games are from indie studios. Triple A studios just don't cut it anymore. And it's aside from Starfield. It, <laughs> aside from Starfield, but like I mean, Battlebit is a huge example yeah. of just kind of like indie development is kind of taking control. Another big game, FNAF was an indie development. That was that came out ten years nine years ago, but like it's still it's still indie. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's insane the amount of people that or the amount of indie games that are popular nowadays. Yeah. And I just feel like with this addition that Unity is trying to pull, we're losing that... That flair. Ability. Yeah, the flair, the ability to be able to uh, make games. Yeah. Oh, this is perfect. No, yeah. I don't know what this is. Hold on. <laughs> uh... So some great examples, I guess, from this from this look see here. Um it looks like fake grand order made around twenty or made about fifty five million dollars in August of twenty twenty three. That doesn't say installs though, so that's not really helpful in the situation. But I mean like that's a great example of like a uni game that's made money that's gonna have to give the money away now. Yeah. Fifty five million is a lot for an indie game though. It's a it's a mobile game. Oh, it's enough. an it's a it's an addiction. It's not oh. something I would recommend. Uh, but yeah, it's it's utterly insane the amount of people that have made Unity games, and now it's like, well, <sighs> time to give up. Yeah, it's, it's I just 
that's gonna screw that's gonna screw over a lot of different indie developers and stuff. Future Skyler, you're gonna have to censor this next part out. What the f- <laughs> seriously? Like, what is wrong with you? I wanted to enjoy the. F- <laughs> you want money to line your stupid, f- but that's not gonna change. No one's gonna use Unity. <laughs> My God, uh. <laughs> it's so stupid. It is. It really is. I'm gonna censor out so much of that. Yeah, I mean, I, I you could do like just the like the long, like insanely long bleep, or you could just do the beep as you're like in between words and stuff like that. No, uh, <laughs> that's up to you. <laughs> we'll figure that out. We'll just like put censor words in there to make it sound like I said something bad. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, a huge thing is that they're gonna have to go up against po- uh, go up against Nintendo. Because Pokemon Go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's uh, utterly insane. Yeah, that's yeah. there's so many games that were made with Unity. Like, a lot of downloads, a lot of money, I guess, that they're hoping to get from that. I mean, there's Hearthstone, so that's Blizzard. There's a lot. Yeah. It's it's. I don't understand what they're thinking, but, I mean... It's a quick money grab. Like, it's just not going to hurt. It's not going to go well for them in the future i don't see any way in shape unless like they do it for like a month and then they're like oh never mind we're sorry we didn't mean to do this and then go back on it but that's it's gonna hurt their public perception for a while oh, their public it's that. gone yeah their public perception's gone that's Fair. for sure yeah anyways we're gonna end this episode here thank you all so much for listening if you enjoyed this podcast please give it five stars on whatever platform you're on and leave a review we would love to know different ways that we can fix this up and make this absolutely terrible mess of a podcast actually entertaining. <laughs> uh, <laughs> leave a five-star review and we'll add it. We'll talk about it on our next episode. But until then, Alex, you have anything else? No, no, I don't got anything else. All right. Thank you all so much for listening. We'll see you in the next episode. Bye-bye. We're going to do this again. We're really yeah. gonna do this yeah, again. Gonna, well, no, it's the, the here's the thing about that. I didn't hear your buy. I heard like a. I don't know how much of you that you heard. We're really gonna do this but again. Yes, yeah, we're, we are literally word. doing it again. Say the word. I already did. Say, <laughs> I hear it. Say the word. Bye, guys. <laughs> well, I, you cut off there for me did I? at least. See, yeah. that's the thing because you cut off for me when you said bye. Oh, uh, he probably said bye. All right. That's actually an intro. That's actually an outro to something. Hold on. I don't even know how the tune goes. The I tune already go? forgot. How does the tune go? It's our tune. That's both, how do we I not know how our I'm, tune goes? I've been working. <laughs> not know how our I've tune goes. I've been working. <laughs> Are you going to leave this in? Da, 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 da. Da, da, da.